Hey there, Smallvillians, and welcome back to Somebody Save Us. This is a Smallville retrospective podcast where uh, we watch Smallville and then we talk about it. I'm Ashley, and I'm here with my uh, co-host to the stars. That's me. It's Paul. (laughs) So this show is all about uh, reliving our youth and watching an oldie but a goodie, some Smallville. Uh, And in this episode, the episode called Ryan, we are going to learn about a tiny child and his YouTube channel and his uh, family that does crazy stuff. No, 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 that's the wrong wrong one, Ashley. You you got the wrong one. Uh Uh-oh. Can't do the podcast now. I got to go back and redo my notes. (laughs) No, yeah. Not Ryan's world. (laughs) Shit. Okay, you're right. No, no, no. Not Ryan's world. You are correct. Uh, It's about a different Ryan and... I got to tell you, this episode, uh, this shit had me in tears at the end. Personal, like, personal things aside, this is a very yeah. sad episode. This is a super sad episode. Yeah, because, I mean, throughout, the, it gives it gives uh, a measure of hope that he, he's going to be okay. And even at the end where, I mean, I don't even, I don't even, we should talk about it when we get to it. Okay, but all right. But there's... It really seems like they're gonna do like the ah uh, he he made it he's gonna be fine yeah no spoilers yeah. but <laughs> he's not he's not gonna be okay it's not gonna work out in the end but there's tons and tons and tons of foreshadowing in this episode I would like to deem this the official foreshadow episode of season two because <laughs> holy motherfuck there is so much foreshadowing for so many different things uh in this episode so so I want to just like dive right in because we got a lot to talk about today <laughs> are, are, are you saying out of five shadows you're gonna give it four I'm probably gonna give it ten out of five <laughs> it's a lot <laughs> a lot of foreshadows that's right better than a lot of foreskin i can tell you that much so... <laughs> all right why did you say that word <laughs> now that's an explicit tag i don't think we said anything awful up to this point but now that now now the explicit tag goes on it's only it's only bad if i call it moist moist foreskin <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Look, with, I, with oh shit! Yeah, I'm looking at the analytics in real time, uh, people are somehow the podcast's number of listens is actually going down. Like oh. they're taking them away. Oh man! Okay, guys, come back! I promise! I promise! I won't make foreskin jokes. <laughs> oh, but that being but that being said, okay, I'll only tell yeah. only one more story about foreskin. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> I was uh, on the TikTok today. I don't know if Paul, do you ever go on the TikTok? I uh, do. I do not. Okay. I I liked it when it was called Vine. Oh, Vine was great. Freaking vines. Anyways, I was on the TikTok today, and mm. the TikTok showed me a very funny video about. Uh, there's like a Reddit. There's tons of TikTok channels that do Reddits and just read random Reddits, and okay. one of them was talking about the funniest dick story that you have. Like women, what's the funniest dick story that you've ever had, and okay. uh, or like most disgusting and one chick wrote and said oh i uh this guy dropped trow when we were about to get uh you know freaky and not only did he have a foreskin but when it peeled back it was just covered in schmegma (laughs) 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 
you know what? Hey, you know what? Yes. I don't use TikTok, but if there's somebody on TikTok that can read Reddit to me so I don't have to go to Reddit, <laughs> then that's a service. It is. Absolutely it is. No, just Paul, just go on the TikTok. Come on, just just yeah, give in. No. You'll bond with your old. children on a whole freaking new level. They don't they don't have it either because they're not allowed. Oh, I guess they're still pretty young. Yeah, my <laughs> kids don't have TikTok well, either. We're we're at that discussion point now with one of them though. With your with your you know, oldest? Officially a officially a teenager yeah, and all. So. It's true. I know there's yeah. there's scary shit on TikTok, don't get me wrong. My my uh, word of advice, not that you ever would need it, but here's my unsolicited advice, is just remind them that, like, no matter what they see on the internet, they will never get in trouble if they come to talk to you about it. Like, that's what we tell our kids. I just say, like, yeah. there's crazy shit everywhere on the internet. There's scary stuff. If you see something that bugs you, like, I promise you a thousand percent, you're not going to get in shit from me. So I would just hope you'd come tell me, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much all you can do. At that point. Yes. <laughs> All right. Anyways, this isn't a right. parenting podcast. This is a podcast no, about but, small. But, but, but everything that has happened thus far stays in. Nothing gets edited out. It's 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 all gold. Even the smegma? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you could find a way to like put beeps every t everywhere that the word uh, foreskin was said, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> Call it like boing skin, bang skin, bang skin. <laughs> All right, okay. I won't edit any of it out. I promise. Promise. Oh Jesus! Pinky swear. Okay. Well. All right. <laughs> sorry, right. sorry, everybody. We're going to talk about Smallville now. Are we? Okay. All right. Here we go. I think. <laughs> well, we're going to open up. We're going to open up the whole episode. So, it opens up on a scary, dark telepathy room or this could also actually be the room where that athlete was having a bath in the tub remember that episode mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah this could be the same room it very well could be he's just <laughs> the camera just pans over and he's his corpse is still just floating in the tub <laughs> with his with his with his boom box still playing in the water Oh, that would have been amazing. I think, open. I, I think we need to uh, make our own just parodied uh, Smallville show and we can just run all of these jokes in every episode. <laughs> it's like it's it's like yeah. that uh, that YouTube channel that they dub over really, really well with like just the totally wrong, <laughs> wrong yeah. script. Yeah, we should do that. But yeah. with Smallville and with like mm -hmm. scenes. Anyways. Okay. We're going back to Smallville. I promise we're going to talk about it. Uh, open, scary telepathy room. And we see poor little Ryan with like eight bazillion freaking uh, stickies on his face and his chest and his head and everywhere. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I dubbed Ryan, even though the episode is called Ryan and they say his name a lot. I dubbed him Stranger Things. So, <laughs> so Stranger Things is, uh, you know, he's all look, locked up on this table and he's telling the doctor across the way, which eerily looks like the weird step uncle douchebag from season one's Ryan episode. Why do they look so similar to me? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they are kind of similar, I guess. Right? It's like that guy's, like, cousin or something like that. Like, just everybody from that side of the family is just fucking Ryan over. Poor, poor Stranger Things. <laughs> poor, I, I, call, I called him Young Wolf. 
because he's from Teen Wolf as well. Uh, yeah. For oh yeah, I forgot you told me that last week. Um. Yes. So yeah. So he is just you know rambling off images that he's seeing on the screen. Uh. But you can tell he's obviously bothered. Like who wouldn't be? And uh-huh. then he starts getting a massive headache and nosebleed. You know, typical of of Stranger Things. So Stranger Things, you know, is bleeding all over the place from his nose. And the doctor's like, oh, let's, you know, go get him a coagulant. Let's block that that bleeding. And um, the orderly or the assistant like pops out. And then you see Ryan and he's kind of like he does a lot of facial expressions in this. So up to this point, like uh, like the the doctor has been showing him images and demanding he tell him with some at least some degree of accuracy uh, granularity what the thing is and he's got none of them wrong like this is not this is not peter vankman shocking uh what's his what's his name um yeah in book in ghostbusters oh um, yeah okay yeah i'm like what Um, (laughs) but but he because he's getting everything right but what he does is as the i think especially when the orderly walks away he makes like a face kind of performatively so that the doctor will notice and then ask him what's up. And, and then he's like, Oh, what's Oxycontin? I don't know, Paul, what is it? What's your personal experience with it? Yeah. It's fucking delicious is what it is. I see sounds. I hear colors. I can see through time. (laughs) Yeah, but so it's sort of a, we find out it's a ruse, but he, the doctor has been suspecting this guy. So he goes to go bust him and he's like, I've got the fucking coagulant like you asked. And the doctor's like, ah, shit. So he runs back down and he's, mind you, he's been gone from the room for like maybe, maybe 45 seconds. And Ryan is already gone and we cut to him crawling through the vents like he's solid snake. And he's not even doing it silently. Like he is like no. Colum- he is like bum, 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 like through the vents. Who <laughs> who couldn't hear that? <laughs> I know. I sorry. I come with a lot of sound effects, people. Okay, y'all just gotta get used to it. Okay, <laughs> it's very accurate representation. I think of crawling through a vent. So while he's crawling through that vent, he sees that phone, and then he he makes even more more noise, like. He's lucky the room that he's in was locked to begin with <laughs> because he's like bust this vent open and, and like kind of before he even has the phone, like the doctor's already at the door telling him to open the door. Yeah. He's kind of like he, Kevin in Home Alone when he's in the treehouse and he's like, hey, better come get me. I'm about to call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If, if this had been just a bunch of home aloning where like. <sighs> The doctor is just like getting his head blown up by like a blowtorch or like <laughs> stepping on nails, slipping on micro machines, <laughs> <laughs> getting hit in the head by a paint can. Oh god, and a tarantula on the face. I wish. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah. he so he calls the Kents, and so I I, mm-hmm. I love I I don't know what it is about this very short scene but i absolutely love how then it like it's super stressful and intense at the hospital and then it's like at the kens with the with the morning sun coming into the kitchen and martha sitting at the table and everyone's happy ha 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 and you know clark answers the phone and it's like oh my god clark you have to help me and and then it gets like you know intense all around but i just liked that little bit of uh, of contrast for them and so yeah essentially ryan is begging for help 
And so this part was squicked me out big time because you see the doctor, this huge fucking needle, and it looks like he's shoving it into his ear. Oh no! From I, the I angle. Oh, I thought it was his neck. He has his head at a weird angle, and yeah, it looks, it probably is right in the neck, but from the angle, you can see where the needle is like, looks like it's poking right out of the middle of his ear. Uh, And he gets injected with with, with what almost looks like just like liquid kryptonite. It's it's like got that green tinge to it. More ecto cooler. Yeah, they're trying to, they're trying to Superman him, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course, poor poor Stranger Things. He passes out, and cue them effing credits. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, so after said credits, uh, we cut to the Kent home, and the Kents, of course, are doing way more police work than I think the Smallville Police Department has ever done. Uh, Look, well. <laughs> We'll t- we'll talk about fucking Sheriff Mustache Not when even he comes sh- up later. Oh, I have so much to talk about with the way that they treat the law in this show, in this episode. <laughs> Holy fuck. Anyways, so yeah. the Kents are like calling around in Edge City because uh, Stranger Things told Clark that he's in Summerhold. He yeah. So they're like, yeah. oh, Edge City. Edge- okay, that's where they are. So, you know, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll see if there's missing persons that have been listed they were but his aunt's his aunt's phone is cut off aunt, or something Aunt's phone has been disconnected and clark finds out that there's no such thing as a summer Holt hospital in edge city so a bull yeah like what and that's yeah. pretty much all we get at that point because i mean really what, yeah. what more can they do and clark's you know he's still he's got to go to school he's still a student he's got shit to do so he goes to school yeah <laughs> but so but all he really does when he goes to school is just keeps doing what he's doing at home like he yeah. never goes to class. No, like, no, he never goes to class ever. No, who who cares about class? I mean, God, he's Clark Kent. He's got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> and so he's talking to Pete about how like he feels like there should have been some sign from the emails that he was getting from Ryan, but like uh, they, they walk into the torch because that's of course the only other room that they have a set for. Yes. So, um, <laughs> and Chloe, uh, Chloe finds out that the call because because uh, of her like Austrian friend from that has a classic Vespa. The, the Hungarian guy. Yeah, the Hungarian guy with the scooter. Uh, he's Austrian with a Vespa. Pete, Jesus, jealous much? God. Um, finds out that the call actually came from Metropolis because that is where the Summerholt uh, Neurological Institute is. Um, and so Clark. But she. But she, because she doesn't know anything about Ryan's power. Yes, she's just really confused as to why he would be there at a place that is, uh, like, does like brain research. Yeah, yeah, because nobody aside from Clark and the Kents knew about his power in in season one. Correct? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, nobody. Yeah. Uh, like Ryan found out because of, uh, because of his, you know, his his power right you found out well i mean i was deemed one of the few people who could handle it i mean it's not like you could make him forget yeah um and anybody else who learned or got too close to the secret is dead no 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 no. i'm talking about stranger things oh stranger things yeah of course yeah no one no one knew about stranger things power no one, in knew, season no, one. No, no one knew about his power right. no yeah. at all yeah fuck, fuck clark we're not talking about clark right now okay it's not all about superman <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's not called Superville. Yeah, it's called Smallville. It's all about the small villains. Um, so that's like, yeah, that's the very short little filler scene that we get for the school. And then we cut 
to uh, the Luther Mansion, where Lex yeah. is having a meeting with the mayor of Smallville. The cigarette-smoking man. Yes. And, of course, he's corrupt as fuck. Um, uh-huh. He says, uh, oh, first things first, I just need to get out of, you know, out of the way here. I don't trust men who work out in long sleeves, okay? Lex comes in, towel wrapped around his neck, so I'm assuming he was most likely, like, working out because he was going for a bottle of water. But he's Here. he's wearing, like, a long-sleeved maroon freaking jogging suit. Like, n- no, stop it. Here's the thing. He probably, he probably only put the top on to come talk to this guy. He was probably working out naked. I hope so. He was doing the show a disservice with that long sleeve shirt on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, like, give me some, give me, give me some, I gotta see his wrists. I gotta see ribs, man. I gotta see ribs. Show me an ankle at least. God, just give me an ankle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he Yikes. comes in, he comes in, he's chatting with the mayor and uh, he mentions how the plant expansion is taking a lot longer than expected. And yeah. the mayor, of course, blames it on the zoning issues because, you know, environmental reasons, Lex, you know how it is. It's not just a rubber stamp anymore. Um, yeah. So Lex kind of I mean, they're obviously playing this like game of like dance around the issue and like kind of be dickish to each other. So he mentions yeah. that the delay in this plant, the delay in the expansion can cost a lot of, you know, small villains their jobs. And yeah. So the mayor, of course, is going to retaliate because he's not going to take that shit sitting down. So he says, well, you know, Lex, I was a really, really big friend of supporter of your father. And he was a big supporter of mine. Um, You know, so he never got uh, things, permits held up in the zoning office when he was my supporter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because, you know, so (laughs) Lex is like, "Uh, what the fuck? You want a bribe? I don't think so. Um, yeah, and then he, before he leaves, though, he's like, "Here, uh, here, here's a card for a guy who can explain this to you." Yeah, <laughs> like, is it, is it just Tad. <laughs> I would love it if it was Tad. Oh my god, that would be amazing. The return of Tad. <laughs> the Tadening. And Lex tries to flex during all this because he's kind of like, "Well, I'm not my father. I do things differently." But like the mayor is like, "Yeah, but you don't. So just fucking call my guy, and we'll and we'll set it up. So we'll set up that wire transfer." Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, mayor freaking walks out, and Lex is now left with his little side story conundrum of what the fuck he's gonna do. Yeah. The sea story of the episode. Yeah, I would call that the sea story. No, you know what? No, I'm calling Lana's story the sea story. I'm going to call yeah, Lex's, Lana's story. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lex is the B story, and there's reasoning I call it the B story, and I'll 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 dive into that. But, um, yeah. cutting to Lana, cutting to sea story Lana and her horse, and mm. Nell comes in to just drop this big giant turd on her freaking head. That yeah. like they're just gonna up and move to Metropolis with Gil, who we only met like ten episodes ago. So it seems kind of fast now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like all of a sudden, Gil has a job in freaking Metropolis, and they're just gonna up and move their entire life, right? And like don't, for Gil, for fucking Gil, he's basically. <laughs> I, love, I love that we found out what his name was again, and we could say his actual name, but he is Gil. <laughs> 
he's never going to be his real name. It's Gil. <laughs> it's Gil forever. Um, so what, yeah, what kind of takes me off about it is because I think Lana is very, she's obviously upset. because She's like, you didn't even think to like ask me or just telling me what's happening. And I totally get it from her perspective because she's already a teenager. Like she's established her fucking life there. She's established yeah. her friends. She's, you know, become her own person. Has a business. Has a business. And Nella's just like, meh, we don't have to tell her. It's fine. We'll just pack up and she just has to come along because, you know, we own her for at least two more years. So like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like it's, I, I, yeah. I, I would say like, it's different when it's younger children because I mean, they're little. And so, you know, they can make yeah. friends relatively easy. But when it's high school, like, yeah, I get it. Like, it sucks to have to be uprooted. And then you just kind of go and then you leave all your friends behind. So and this was before, like, Facebook and shit. So, I mean, like, it's not like they, she would have had yeah. a good way to connect with everybody. So, <laughs> yeah, she could have maybe emailed people. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe she could have had a MySpace page. But I mean, we all know that was just good Possibly. for background images and music. So that's all that was for. <laughs> Uh, yep. So then we cut back to the Kent farm. And of course, Martha can't get through to anyone about Summerholt. She keeps getting placed on hold, told yep. to call back tomorrow. And of course, the freaking police, I guess it's Officer Dipshit, whatever he's got, it's spreading because the police didn't find anything suspicious either at this very scary looking hospital. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, like, Clark is very clearly doing that thing where he's like, ah, I'm going to go. I know where I can get in that place. And DK is like, nah, that's probably a bad idea. I love when he's like, you can't just bust in and start ripping doors off Clark. Oh, fuck. Yes, he can. <laughs> Not only can he, but he will. He will, DK. He's like, dad, I don't bust doors off. I bend them in half and then leave vials of cum behind. <laughs> But only, not, I'm not even my own. No, just, I leave Pete. Just Pete. I leave Pete. <laughs> oh shit! So cut to the lab, and oh yes, he can. Now, to Clark's credit, yes, initially he does go in as like a concerned person. Okay, he doesn't. Yeah, but it, it, it initially doesn't even cut to Clark. There, it cuts to Ryan. Oh, who's yes. like yeah. He's like hooked up to an EKG. And then it kind of goes through a wall to a lobby. And did you see the fucking carpet in this lobby? No, I was more, uh, actually, I wanted to mention that. Why did we have to even look at the EKG screen? Like, I forgot everything I learned in my grade 12 neuroscience class. So why do I give two fucks about what's on that screen? Yeah, it like <laughs> looks up and it just shows, it shows like the no lies are being detected. I guess, like, like I have no idea. But what's on the carpet? What, what's, what's the carpet about? Well, in the lobby, it's just like a very professional looking place, except for this fucking carpet is, looks like a literal twister mat. <laughs> it's, like, it's from Ikea. Multicolor dots. <laughs> and it just looks like a fucking twister man i just i was very distracted hey man neuros my neuros only note my only note for that scene is twister rug <laughs> neuroscience baddies gotta have fun too sometimes mm -hmm. play twister but yeah he's at the clark's at the front desk and like talking to the receptionist who is just like dude no he, we don't have any like that here and just so happens that dr garner is out the lobby Who's basically just telling them like fuck off? Like the police have already come twice and found nothing. So so sorry, but get the fuck off my property. Yeah, and he's also kind of like, did you say your name is Kent? As in like the woman who wasted like an hour of my afternoon earlier? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He is like this doctor is not freaking having it for anything. So 
you know, he walks away and says like, oh, I hope you find your friend. And then he walks off. Yes, and yeah. then the receptionist just kind of Fs off to the corner, which, by the way, no receptionist would ever do that. No real receptionist. She would be like, no. OK, now fuck off or else I'm going to call yeah. the cops. Yeah, um, she would she'd keep an eye on him until he was out the door. Yeah, not just leave random restricted, you know, sensitive information out for any eyes to come across, which they do. And Clark- yeah, it's so funny because it, like it, Clark looks over and it zooms in on this screen or like not, uh, on this on this chart mm-hmm. and like from like from the chart it's a literal smash cut to him kicking a door down <laughs> see, yeah see and now he's gonna bust the fucking doors in yes break those <laughs> doors clark uh and he freaking punches out a lab assistant that tries to well, like yeah he's, so he's talking around he's like i'm getting you out of here he's like unstraps him and then the orderly comes in and this orderly like clark basically turns him into a fucking red mist against the wall <laughs> Yeah, pretty close. Freak knocked him the fuck out. And then just picks up Ryan and off they go. Clark Clark and Stranger Things off in the sunset. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. Clark can't take him home after, you know, mommy and daddy can. Which, mm, again, the beginning of this episode, let's just remember what their, what their response was to this. You can't just go in breaking down doors, right? You can't take the law into your own hands to get what you want. Yeah. That is their yep. stance at this point in the episode. Let's revisit that at the very end of this fucking episode, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So we cut now to the Luther mansion. So Clark can't take uh, stranger things to the camp farm. So he's got to take him to Lex. Cause who else is he going to take him yeah. to? And Lex has the hot chocolate. Lex got the hot chocolate with the whipped cream topping. Oh, God damn. So, I, I'm not joking. Last night when I was watching this, when that happened, I pot everything came to a screeching halt. I had to go make hot chocolate. <laughs> I could not continue until I had hot chocolate. But did it have a whipped cream topping? It did not. <laughs> what are you? Did not. What are you even doing with your life? I suffering. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. So no. Lex comes with that delicious hot chocolate, and mm. you know, kind of. Stranger Things starts telling him the story about like how, you know, his headaches were getting bad and the medical bills were piling up because his aunt was taking him to all these different doctors and specialists and they live in America and of course can't afford to be unhealthy in America in any way. So, you know, she couldn't afford all of these treatments anymore to try to help him. So this Dr. Garner douchebag comes in and basically says, well, just give them to me. I'll take care of them and I'll pay the medical bills. Why not? So that seems like a pretty. Yeah, and she's like, thing. she's like, I'm going to Arizona. <laughs> she basically boots him out the door like, bye Felicia. And just like drives off. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be in Phoenix. I'll be enjoying my life. Um, how the fuck could she just up and like leave and move to Arizona? And I'm assuming that he's been there for a good, like has to be at least a month. And she hasn't thought like, Hmm, I haven't heard from him for like a month. I wonder if things are okay. Like how shitty yeah. was this aunt? Yeah. Like, like, so Clark had said that the last email he got from him was a, from a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he was getting excited about going back to school, but so it could be he hasn't been with Garner for that long. I think it's more that like his emails and shit probably get monitored. 
That's my mm. that's my assumption. Mm. Could be, but yeah, it, we never get any. I guess that's good headcanon because he looks like he's been, you know, under observation and tortured for a while, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. When we see him for the first time, it's not like he's been there for a day. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, the aunt has had enough time to legit just boot him out the car and move herself to Arizona. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, and then but then like Lex kind of. Like Clark is watching Lex ask Ryan these questions and Ryan is about to reveal why he was there. Yeah. And Clark is like, nah, man, he, he was just being held for observation. And then Lex looks at Clark, like tilts his head and is like, can I see you uh, over here? Can we have a little sidebar? Can we do a sidebar, Clark? It's like when the parents are about to fight, but they don't want to do it in front of the kids. <laughs> and by the way clark you ain't getting no dick tonight so you know <laughs> um yeah so clark or lex t- takes him aside and yeah. lex has to remind him like of the you know clark he needs to be the adult he needs to be the do- adult in the room yes and even though clark thanks him lex is like you understand that you kidnapped a minor right like you get that that is what you did and um we're gonna get into a lot of trouble if we get found out like lex of course totally understands what happens when you get in trouble with minors so you know he's warning clark. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna gloss right over that weren't you i was <laughs> so he's trying to warn clark he's like dude i've been there before okay you don't want to get mixed up in this shit um, and this is just like the very typical, we're getting back to that toxic friendship between Lex and Clark because they're just always suspicious of each other. They always know the other one has some sort of ulterior motive, hidden agenda, and they just fucking dance around it like all the yeah. time. And then, and Lex is like, Hey, by the way, how did you get in and out of a, a secure facility with him without anybody stopping you? And Clark just pulls out the old classic, just lucky, I guess. Right? And you can tell with Lex, that is wearing thin. Like, he's had yeah, enough. Yeah. He's had enough. He does not convince him. No. But he does, no. he does like, you know, he secedes and he's like, Ryan can stay here tonight. Stranger Things can stay here tonight. Just keep the upside down out of my house. Which he does. <laughs> so so we're cutting back to the camp farm that same night and Mm -hmm. clark comes home to see freaking dr garner and deputy dipshit being there yeah he's finally sheriff mustache sheriff mustache he's finally decided to do a tiny bit of police work too bad it's for the wrong side um Mm -hmm. and garner just like demands to know where ryan is and again okay so let's Remember, I'm going to go on a rant sometime in this podcast about the way law enforcement is portrayed in this show. Um, Clark legit admits it and is like, well, you will never find him. Like, I I took him where you're not going to find him or whatever he fucking says. He admits to kidnapping a minor and freaking officer so-and-so is just like, meh, whatever. It's fine. Like, kidnapping a minor, that's pretty pretty misdemeanor bullshit. But also the way Dr. Garner's like, like ordering uh like sheriff mustache around like he's like his personal butler he's like take this boy away (laughs) search this farm immediately Uh, so yeah i i get it because he's such an idiot and such an asshole like you know sheriff mustache is probably like i'm not fucking doing shit for him and i'm gonna try to skirt around this as best i can yeah but it still is hilarious how much like i'm not a 
cop. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I don't follow the law, like, except for obeying it for the most part. And like, even I watching this episode, I'm like, I'm pretty sure most of this shit would not go down this way. Like in any way, shape or form. I don't know how the law works in DC land, but I don't work like that here. (laughs) It's very weird that they, when it came to transitioning out of this scene into the next scene, it literally does just like fade up into the next morning. Mm -hmm. Like there's nothing in between. There's like, it would be very funny if there had just been like a scene of like the moon going down really fast and then the sun coming up. (laughs) Rooster crowing in the background. Yeah, because Clark is saying, like, just give me till tomorrow morning. Like, I'll have him back for the morning. And, you know, Garner's like, yeah, 9 a.m., bitch. Have him here. Yeah. Or I'm going to fuck And he is. And he is. Yeah, that's right. He is. And and, and Ryan, like, you know, he's not even there freaking 25 seconds. And he's already back to his old shenanigans with reading everyone's minds willy-nilly and just telling Clark about it all the time. (laughs) comes in everyone hugs him everyone's happy and the first thing freaking stranger things he's like don't hey hey, daddy ken dk don't be mad at clark it's fine he was trying to help me like come on man this is keep keep it to yourself (laughs) jesus you should have seen how we turned that orderly into a rorschach test on the wall of the hospital (laughs) oh god um yeah and you know so then he Oh, well, and Daddy Kent does admit, he's like, no, I I understand. He's just, he's going about it the wrong way, which is true. He went about it, of course, the fucking wrong way. And now we get a bit more from Stranger Things about his aunt. And we find out that it's not just about the medical bills, but she also freaked out when she found out he was, in his words, different. Yeah. So again, like, we're again seeing throughout a couple of episodes now in this season how shitty Clark could have had it had he been found by someone else. Like we had the incredible sulk where he was chained to the wall. You know, we've got now Ryan who was exploited in the first season for his power. And now he's, you know, being experimented on like, and you know, lucky Clark, he got to be with the, with the Kents. So, you know, it's again, just giving that parallel of how different his life could have been there. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay, I, for a second there, you cut out for a second, oh. and I don't know, if, yeah, if it was bad or something. But could have been, could have been me. Well, it probably was. I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, so Garner, you know, he comes in like freaking nine o'clock, like right on the dot, and tries to essentially just bully his way into getting Stranger Things back. And it's gotten yeah. gotten to the point where now even Daddy Kent has like stepped in front and is like. Can't you see that he doesn't even want to go with you? Like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, this the and he even goes to freaking Deputy Mustache and is like, dude, like he clearly doesn't want to be with this guy. So, like, what the F? Yeah, the thing that Jonathan says is that being the guardian to a child isn't the same thing as having a pink slip to a car. Mm-hmm. That's right. And like Martha is a, like just about to ask. Sheriff Ethan for like some like leeway or something, but luckily Lex shows up to do some lawyering. He does to get some to get litigious. <laughs> he rolls in and he's got a temporary restraining order, and the Kents get to keep Ryan until it gets investigated. And again, okay, then freaking Garner is like, oh well, I'll do this, whatever the fuck Garner said. Who cares? He was gonna come back at Lex with some sort of legal action, and then Lex yeah. is like, go ahead and try. I have the DA's office that's really eager to just uh, 
sneak around and poke around in that institute of yours uh, to find out what you've been researching, especially since now we find out you got a minor that was under, held under duress. And yeah. to me, how is this not happening already? Like, how is this not already happening? How is this not made major headlines? How is this not freaking like got the FBI involved? How, how are we not like sending in the army to save the children? Is has has the rant begun? The rant is starting. It's, it's, and that was just a five. Okay, we're not even at a full ten yet. So just get ready. Uh, I love doing the scene like while Lex is talking to Garner and Garner is spitting back a couple of times. The camera cuts to Clark and he's just got a shit eating grin on his face. <laughs> like he's just kind of smugly gr- like he's got like a little, the corner of his mouth is up. Oh yeah. Yeah. Clark it's is just, like, loving it. Smug. He's loving it. Um, yeah. And yeah. So then before Garner leaves, of course he gives the old, this isn't over uh, yeah. line. But like you say, with freaking deputy mustache uh, being his, you know, whatever freaking go-to little guy Friday. He's like, deputy, <laughs> drive me home. Like, <laughs> James? James, let's go. Um, so yeah, so we just kind of like leave it at that at the camp farm. And then we cut to the Talon. I'm, I'm assuming same day, maybe yeah. late afternoon ish. Yeah. And there's a big surprise party there waiting for a little, little stranger things. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Which I find, again, like really kind of hilarious because there are a lot of people there and ain't no way Stranger Things made that many friends. In, no, in the sh- there's no way. No, not in the short amount of time he was there. So it was basically Clark's friend circle and like the Kents. Like, yeah, and that's the thing is I can't remember if he even met Chloe in the first episode that he was in. Uh, Yes, he. she's, well, uh, I know she's in it. Yeah. Hmm. I know he met. I, know. I know he met Lana because Lana gave him yeah. a kiss in the first episode too. Yeah, um, and he totally just creams his jeans when she does it this time. Oh hell yeah, he does! Holy shit! Wow. Um, and also because Chloe, speaking of Chloe, um, what the fuck is obligatory about a pistachio log ice cream cake? Yeah. <laughs> what about that is obligatory? <laughs> She says it's a jailbreak party. So I was like, okay, is that what they put the knife in? The file in an ice cream cake? I don't usually see it in an ice cream cake. But no. I haven't watched a lot I haven't of been to prison very many times. I guess we wouldn't know. If any, uh, yeah. if any prisoners what, listen to this, please leave us a voicemail. Let us know what they leave the file for you in. That'd be great. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for research. <laughs> but when, when Lana kisses him on the cheek and like she starts to walk away, Carl's got that grin on his face. And he walks over to Ryan, and it's so Homelander. <laughs> and he's like, like, "You little fucker!" He's like, "Me too, buddy. Me too." <laughs> and he's like, "You, uh, you weren't surprised at all, were you?" And he's like, "Not at all." <laughs> I knew a freaking mile away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like, there's it. It cuts. You're still at the party, but it cuts to like some just extremely two thousands like band playing some extremely 2000s music so the, and the one dude the way he's playing his guitar is just like so he's moving so much he's 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 like the ultimate chad the ultimate chad he's, he's chatting out <laughs> um so that band is uh van ray and they were very popular in the late 90s early 2000s and then they kind of just like dropped off the face of the earth yeah i, I think i i might know 
one of their songs, maybe. Well, you're one song ahead of me because I don't know any of their songs. So it was the one that was in this episode. Oh, okay. There, like, but I think the my memory of like the real version of it, it's a little bit more like it's less acu- less acoustic, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And he sings it in that douchey, breathy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Look at this photograph. <laughs> <sighs> um yeah and so then we get uh you know clark and and stranger things are sitting off to the side and pete comes along and we find out that pete's mom had a hand in signing the restraining order that you know got stranger things away from the doctor um and so that lex lex called her at five o'clock in the morning yeah pete's like can you imagine getting a call from lex at 5 a.m and clark is like i wish and so (laughs) (laughs) so then um Pete walks away. It's a very short little interaction. And then Pete's like, oh, he knows your secret. And Clark's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I told him it's, it's fine. It's all good. He's like, no, you don't understand. It's causing him all this stress because he's afraid that he's going to tell it one day. Like he doesn't think he can keep it to himself. So and then he yeah. like and then he looks over at Lana and he's like, oh, and oh, no, not yet. Lana comes to kind of break up the conversation. But then when she walks away again, he's reading lines like just willy nilly and telling Clark. And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, Lana's moving to Metropolis. Like, yeah, it's like while they're all chatting and like he's obviously he starts to get a headache and she is there and she's like, I'll get you some water. And as she's walking away, she's like, hey, Clark, Lana's moving away. So, and Clark's head explodes. Well, pretty much. And like, so what I find interesting is that like he was doing this again in the season one episode. He was doing it a lot. He didn't really have a yeah. filter. And yeah. at no point was he told or taught like let people have their fucking thoughts. Like even if you hear them, that doesn't mean that other people should be hearing them. Right. Like that's yeah. it's an invasion. It has privacy. He was never he wasn't taught the butterfly effect. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyways, that, that kind of irked me because like granted, it's not been, you know, a super long time since we've we saw, you know, Stranger Things last technically. <laughs> But, like, he should have, yeah. you know, you would think by now he would have learned a little bit about that filter, but he doesn't, so whatever. Yeah, and then uh, the the scene at the loft is almost, um, well, I mean, it's contractually obligated. Uh, yes. First of all. And Clark, we but... see Clark reading his Neurology for Dummies book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's like almost it's almost, what was the other book he was reading that was like this? Oh no, it was the book of, um, limericks he gave to oh, yeah. uh, the incredible to, sulk. The, to the incredible sulk that had like the same font yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so it's obviously by the same author uh this yeah. famous scientist also had uh, a hard on for limericks i guess and <laughs> lana comes in because you're right obligatory scene has to happen this is way more obligatory than a fucking pistachio ice cream cake. I can tell you that but much like you know, they're they're talking about ryan but also clark is like just leaving it open for Lana to tell him she's going to leave when he already knows and he is waiting he's basically basically laying a trap for her so that if she didn't tell him, he'd be like, well, I heard you're leaving yeah. or something. But he never comes to that. But No, yeah. Lana, Lana spills the beans about it. And, you know, he asks her how she feels about it. And again, we're seeing more parallels of like people telling Clark stuff and him understanding much more than they realize where she says, you know, 
how would you feel if you were suddenly uprooted and sent far away where you don't know anyone? <laughs> yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> story of my life. Yeah, funny story, actually. <laughs> um, and she says that she feels like luggage. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Clark says, well, have you told, you know, mystery dad about it? And she says, well, we just kind of started, you know, our relationship, to, you know, and we, I don't even know if I'm biologically his yet. So, you know, I'm not going to freaking dump that, you know, shit pile in his lap. Um, yeah. And Clark, of course, being Clark is like, well, you could stay here, but we're kind of full up right now. Yeah. And so as, as Lana's leaving, like it's, it's nice to see. So obviously we're going to get more into the Clark Lana romance arc. And I think this is really where it's going to start hopefully picking up some steam. Cause he comes to her and he's just like, you shouldn't leave. Like, don't go. Yeah. And you know, he of course like adds to it and is like, if you, if it's not what you want and you know, it's you, you shouldn't have your life dictated to you. Like your aunt can't decide everything and blah, 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 blah. They kind of leave it at that. Especially like Gil. Like, Gil can't. Well, yeah. You can't let Gil run your life. Fuck Gil. Jesus. God. <laughs> but that's where it kind of gets left off there at, at, at the loft. And and then we uh, we cut back to the Luther mansion. And yeah. I guess Martha's there to do some work. That's all I can yeah. assume. And yeah. she's brought Ryan for whatever reason. And yeah. then Lex kind of pops in and they all have a nice little conversation um he pops in but ryan drops a little breadcrumb for us so, about a little secret that martha is keeping yeah are we supposed to know that secret by the way no we're not supposed to okay know thank fuck <laughs> but it's a bread it's a breadcrumb crumb for us breadcrumb it's a it's a breadcrumb oh God. enough with the sex us. jokes paul god it's enough jesus. is enough jesus enough is enough <laughs> um yeah and you know he says like oh i know that you love your job but you tell you know dk you hate it but you know whatever and yeah the whole breadcrumb the the whole oh aren't you gonna tell them they deserve to know i honestly like i watched the episode on saturday and i thought about that fucking like line until like just now Mm-hmm. Cause the whole time I was like, what did I miss in season two? Did it happen in season one at season finale? And she's just hanging on to it for this long. What don't I know? And okay. We're not supposed to know. Good. Yay. Woo. Yeah. It's really like, it, it, it is one of those things where it's going to be something that comes up soon. But I think I just put the puzzle pieces together. So I bet you, I know what it is, but I won't tell, talk about it. I bet you I know what it you is. Could. Okay. So you probably are right. So the whole reason that, you know, Stranger Things is kind of chilling there with Martha is because Lex is like, hey, want to come see my comic book collection? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lex, you're going to get in sh- yourself into some trouble. Why are you freaking stop hanging around these minors, Lex? God damn. Um, and so we get to see, you know, Lex's Warrior Angel, Warrior Angel collection, which is a mer- mysteriously familiar looking kind of comic book character. Mm-hmm. Um and so when Stranger Things is kind of like trying to get some information about like why Lex liked it so much, why he enjoys the comic book, Lex explains that it got him through tough times. And now here is where Stranger Things kind of starts to drop everything because then he says, oh, yeah, like when your mom was dying and Lex is, yeah. Lex is like, how did you know that? And yeah. and so he, you know, oh, Clark told me like, you know, that one's easy to kind of shove off but then yeah then they start talking about you know lex is talking about how comics for him got him through because it was easy to see who the heroes and the villains were but real life just isn't that simple it's not black and white 
And Ryan's like, well, so now you see in, you know, sometimes it's about gray. compromise. And, yeah. Yeah. So. And Lex says, you know, sometimes you got to get your hands dirty and make compromises. And this line to me brought me back to the Lex B story because now he's got this mayor that wants to be bribed. And I'm assuming at this point, up until this point, Lex was probably ready to give in. Like, yeah, I'm assuming so. I'm I'm assuming because then, you know, Ryan then says to him, like, well, your dad said that, didn't he? And, you know, just because he said it doesn't mean it's right. Like that, that doesn't right. mean it's true. And mm-hmm. obviously this kind of gives Lex some pause to be like, oh, well, yeah. How would you even know? How, how would you know I, my dad said that? Yeah, exactly. Right. So he's catching but on. Then, but then. Bloody nose. Bloody ass nose. We're going all Stranger Things and the Upside Down's coming in. Yeah. And he starts bleeding all over the comic and he faints. Yeah. And the comic, again, uh, it's just some a lot of foreshadowing. Comic, uh-huh. it, it zooms in on the comic. The way that they transitioned the scene, I just loved it so much because of how symbolic yeah. it was. So it's Warrior Angel, the comic book character on the cover, his face with mm-hmm. his mask, and he's crying. And the, the subtitle underneath uh, in the corner says, you know, a hero cries. And, yeah. you know, blood on the face. And then the, the image slowly starts fading, but then Clark's face is being brought in at the same time. So you see the mask yep. kind of go over eyes. right yep. over his face. Yep. That was really well done. I liked that they did that. I really liked yeah. that. That was good. Yeah. So then we cut to the, the hospital and Clark's there with, uh, with Stranger Things and gives him the newest Warrior Angel issue once he finally kind of comes to. Yeah. And what do we have on the freaking comic book? Do we get some more foreshadowing there, Paul? Well, we get a little bit because uh, uh, Clark's like, what's this flying shit? Uh, and and Ryan's like, oh, this is like his uh, his aerodrome where he goes uh, to be alone. And he's like, huh, like a fortress of solitude? <laughs> that would sure be nice. As long as it's not yeah. in the air, because apparently Superman's afraid of flying. He's afraid of flying. <laughs> and he is scared to fly. He is, he is so that naive. naive. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um and here's where Ryan kind of reveals that he already knows what's wrong with him and the doctors know and everyone knows and he's got a huge ass freaking tumor that's killing him. He's dying and Clark is now officially faced with like a person that he can't save yeah because he like he like ryan is like i'm going to die yeah and clark is like "Ooh, okay (laughs) and we all know clark he's super stubborn and because he has these powers he does feel like it's in his it is for him to save everybody that he possibly can. But this is legit something that at least right now, I don't know if Superman can heal cancer like when he gets older, but um, at least at this point in time, there's nothing he can do. There's legit nothing he can do. Yeah. Him and Jonathan are out at the farm and Clark is just kind of sulking up against the fence. And he like, he is, he is trying to make it seem like, well, I can't save Ryan. So I guess I'm not a hero. Yeah. And even, uh, you know, when DK comes up to talk to him about it, he even says the doctors think the tumor grew that quickly because of the experiments that he was undergoing at that neurological place. Yeah. How is this place still running? (laughs) God damn it. Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) This is like still this place is running. God damn it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so he like the running the running line. Teen fun to Summerholt. <laughs> Lock him up. <laughs> Check his emails. <laughs> um and Clark, the running trope kind of in this episode is like he just refuses to give up. He refuses to accept yeah. that he can't save somebody. And he's like, Well, I'm not just gonna watch him die. I refuse to sit back and watch him die. And off he goes yeah. to, I don't know, cure cancer or whatever the fuck he's gonna do, but he fucks off. Yeah. And then Chloe and Lana are at the torch. And this is their talking little... about Lana's yeah, Lana's options about how she can, you know. Emancipate. emancipate herself yeah right and this is essentially just like the shittiest tiniest insignificant little filler scene that yeah, I, I if yeah. this is a filler scene if i've ever seen one and it's so bad like to me either they should have added more to it to make it a little bit more filled out and give it some yeah. more depth or they should have just not fucking had it at all and just wrapped up that c story in like a sentence you know what i mean yeah, because they do they do the little bit of chat and then chloe goes hey lana I've got an idea. And then they cut. And they cut. Yeah. 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 So, and again, it's like, and it was so short and the whole Lana moving to Metropolis thing, it is such a C story. Like it is very, very unaffected really in the grand scheme of this episode. So it's very easy to forget about it. And I don't know. I just, I don't like this, this C story that they had. I just don't like how they put it together. It's, it's a good step for Lana's character, but they just went about it the wrong way. In my opinion. Yeah. It didn't need to like, it didn't need to necessarily maybe be in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. They probably had just pieces of episodes and they're like, well, does this work in this one? Yeah. (laughs) Should she emancipate in this one? How about this one? How about do this we, one? Do we need we need about like six minutes for this episode to make make time? Yeah. So let's just throw the Lana thing in there. But that scene is yeah, well, all of it together, yeah, is about six minutes. That one filler scene is like yeah. thirty five fucking seconds. But like yeah, yeah, I, I didn't even have a note about it other than Lana and Chloe talk at torch. Yeah, <laughs> this is very informative. That's about all that happens. <laughs> yeah, but Clark and Lex talk about Ryan at the mansion. Yeah, and Lex knows about a doctor from uh, from Hub City. Uh, fun yeah. fun fact: Hub City is the hometown of the Question. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. And he says, you know, he might be able to help, but of course, this doctor is flying to Helsinki, and he'll be gone for six weeks. Yeah, and Clark's like, "Well, that's not going to work. Yep. That is that is too long. That doesn't work with my schedule, so I'm just going to go deal with that." And yeah, Clark is Lex tries to bring up Ryan's ability. He's like, you know, they, I've yeah. been doing my own research. I did my own neurological research for dummies, and mm-hmm. they say that this tumor, the way that it presses on his brain, can give him like ESP like abilities. Um, and Clark is again going toxic friend mode and is like, oh, are you really concerned, or do you just want to exploit the fuck out of him, Lex? <laughs> When you said that Lex was doing his own research, I thought you were going to say that he was like, you know, you could just give him some horse tranquilizer and he'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be okay. Some iver- just yeah. give him some ivermectin. That solves everything. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, Clark, Clark is a dick. And he's like, oh, you just want to yeah. exploit him. And Lex is like, would I have been on the phone finding this doctor three for three hours. fucking hours, Clark, you piece of shit. 
<laughs> but Lex tells him too, because again, Clark refuses to accept he can't save somebody. And Lex is like, there are just yeah. some people in this world you cannot fucking save. And he tries to give his mom, like he's a living example. His mom was dying yeah. of a terrible disease, whatever it was. And yeah. Lex spent a lot of his time while she was sick, trying to find doctors and research you know, treatments and all this kind of stuff. And, and wasn't spending time with her. Exactly. And that's what he says, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I should have been spending more time with her because she doesn't have a lot of time left. And I wasn't even there by her side when she left. So he's yeah. basically telling Clark, you know, don't make the same mistake I did make the time with Ryan count, but we yeah. all know Clark. Clark's like, I ain't giving up. No, I ain't giving and, up. Basically, <laughs> and then he is basically just like runs down a road and like, like looks at a sign is like okay hub city starts running in that direction because he doesn't have a map there's no gps no like he's just i'm just gonna run there yeah pretty much um and so a sidebar about this hmm. did they ever uh explain how clark's clothes don't just fucking disintegrate when he's running at really high velocity yeah but, and you'd think he would like do up his jacket because <laughs> and like that shit would just whip right off of him and rip off at the seams and like, just and like be carrying his shoes or something, yeah, right? Um, they explain it. They explain it in the Flash, it, you know, in in the newer yeah. Flash, because I think it was like one of the first episodes where Barry starts running and he literally stops and he's naked because his clothes yeah. have come off from they've disintegrated from the friction. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they don't really explain it or put that into anything. But I'm I'm sure again, it's you know, we're we're talking the two thousand early two thousands at so. a at this point. Clark is also running at a much lower speed than the Flash, even in the first episode of the Flash. Like, I suppose Clark yeah. isn't anywhere close yet. I don't know. It, I still, I still call bullshit. I still call bullshit. We, we haven't met the Smallville version of the Flash yet either. Oh yeah, I keep forgetting we're gonna get more superheroes. Because Bart, Bart is in it. Right. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. At some point, I can't. I can't remember what season that is. Maybe, maybe next season. Well, we'll cross that. Might bridge. be the first, the first appearance. We'll cross, yeah. cross that bridge when we get to it. But for now, yeah. For now, for now, Clark is yeah. running 425 miles to Hub City, and yep. Lex goes to visit uh, Stranger Things in the hospital with a new yeah. Warrior Angel comic, or at least a the rarest issue number 66. <laughs> Yeah, Davilicus. Which, come on, Warrior Angel had a friend named Davilicus, <laughs> and he was surprised that he turned on him. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break, dude. Uh, he probably also had he also had a, t a long twisty mustache too, and he probably tied a lot of ladies <laughs> to the train tracks. <laughs> and he always looked like that, even when they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, and so, yeah, again, more foreshadowing in this episode where the issue 66 is the issue where Davilicus turns evil because even though him and Warrior Angel were friends up until this point, Davilicus wants to conquer humanity together. And yeah. Warrior Angel is like, hell no, it's our sacred duty to protect the weak, you know, not exploit them. And yeah. I absolutely love how as Lex is talking about how Davilicus like kind of turned evil, like mm -hmm. Ryan is just eyeing him up. It's almost like he's, he can read the future. Yeah. yeah he's like, why, uh, why do you think uh, Davilicus turned? 
and or how do you think it happened? Alexis just kind of like probably didn't even notice it happening. Yeah, it's a it's and that a, in it's a it's a in journey. life the road to darkness is a yeah. journey, not a light switch. Yeah. And then Stranger Things is like, yeah, Alex, you should probably remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a so feeling. Blunt. I have a feeling that Davilicus probably had a lot of daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. So yeah, so we get that, and then we get uh, Clark. He has arrived fully clothed uh, and jumps in front of a fucking airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he arrives at this hub city municipal airport, which is a dump. Uh, yeah, it really, really is. Well, you know what though? It's probably just for like private jets. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's like uh, like the airfield is like right next to the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because rich people don't have a lot of time to waste, Paul. Don't you yeah, hear? Go. Don't you hear? They're taking fifteen-minute freaking private jet flights nowadays, so they don't got time to waste. <laughs> God damn it! And that's a problem I'd like to have. Um, mm. So, and and I'm about to go on another rant. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. So Clark like breaks into what I'm assuming is a richy rich private airport for the highly rich people who like to be remain private. Um, busts in like jumps in front of an airplane, pretty much like verbally assaults with his excitement. Well, first, the of all, dude. first of all, he runs up to a ground crew guy and he's like, Hey, have you seen this guy? And the guy doesn't go, Hey, uh, what the fuck are you doing yeah, here? No, the- In fact, he's, he's probably the guy who called security. <laughs> probably. I mean, he just handles the luggage. That guy doesn't give a fuck. It's not his job. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then Clark's, not only does Clark jump in front of the plane, he super speeds. And of course, like yeah. nobody is like, how did this kid just suddenly appear? Um, yeah. But then security comes as this doctor is about to like look at these brain scans that Clark somehow yeah. got from the hospital. And, like, seriously, does nobody in this effing D.C. world take any law enforcement seriously? Because the cops come, security comes, guns out, put your hands up, and, you know, we're about to arrest you for literally breaking into private property and stopping an airplane. And the doctor's like, no, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, and Clark, Clark did not spend the rest of the episode behind bars. Right? Like, honestly, this guy gets away with everything. I'm surprised he didn't turn out to be, like, a crazy-ass murderer with all the shit he gets away at, with at, as a Yeah, we, we literally cut from the doctor asking, Where's the, where is he now? And then cutting to Clark and everybody in the medical center, and yeah. we find out that Ryan is expected to be out of surgery shortly, and that Martha tells Clark she's never been so proud of him. Okay, yeah, and read that. Okay, read that. <laughs> Okay, beginning of the episode, what were the MMFers saying? Can't be breaking and entering, no busting down doors. Like, there's rules and processes. And now they're like, hey, we're so proud of you for freaking busting into a private airport, almost getting arrested and stopping an airplane and just continuing your freaking road of delinquency. So proud. (laughs) So proud. God damn it, Kent. Get on the freaking right side of the law here. Pick a side. Pick a side. God. Now they'll they'll sit on the fence. Sit on the fence. Very comfortable. Um, Uh, And then, yeah, so we just find out he's in surgery. And then we cut to, again, back at the... Well, but Jonathan Jonathan kind of manages expectations. He's like, look, Clark, you you need to realize that, you know, things might not go the way you think. And Clark is like, I have a really good feeling. And he's like smiling at them <laughs> I don't know. the whole time he's quite smug this whole episode yeah. he is very smug 
All right. Meanwhile. Yeah. At the Luther mansion, we see a smear campaign being on uh, televised about the mayor. And then it kind of slowly pans over and Lex is there watching it with the mayor. (laughs) <laughs> they're like the the, the the attack ads like do you really want the cigarette smoking man from the x-files for your mayor <laughs> so yeah the mayor is all all pissy about it and you know i i will hand it to lex yeah lex is trying to do good here he's trying the problem yes. is is that he's going about it the wrong way because mm-hmm. once you, if you fight fire with fire, everyone knows the saying, like, you know, an eye for an eye, fire with fire, all that bullshit, right? You can't, you know, answer violence with violence because it's just going to create more violence. And this is kind of the same thing. So the mayor is essentially like, you're going to regret this. And, you know. And Lex busts out a Churchill anecdote. <laughs> that once after they bombed Pearl Harbor, Churchill was like, oh, well, we fucking won the war. Let's pop some champagne, boys. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. he says, he says something. I didn't write it down. Did you write it down, Paul? What the anecdote. Mean? Well, the main the main anecdote really is just that if he's going to start a fire, he better be able to handle the heat. And because like that, America was a boiler. Oh yeah, yeah, and something to that effect. Yeah, and so essentially, like he's pretty much comparing himself to the USA, which yeah, I'm sorry, that's not a flex. <laughs> in any way shape or form because like how did the u.s retaliate retaliate after pearl harbor they bombed the fuck out of the two major cities in japan like holy shit and not right away i mean it was it was four years later almost that that happened yeah right but again you know there there there's a uh there's a very strong chance that if if the U.S. had remained unattacked, that Germany would have just straight up won World War II. Uh, yeah, it, it, that is true. Don't get me wrong. All I'm saying is Lex should not be comparing himself to the USA. It's not a flex. <laughs> it's not a flex. He, he, should, he should be comparing himself to the Germans. The Germans, the Luftwaffe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like he, he basically, you know, he kind of, I don't think this is over between him and the mayor, let's just say. Oh, no, because, like, he flat out told him. He's like, no, I'm backing your opponent. So, like, yeah. you might as well write your resignment speech right now and get ready to retire. And the mayor is like, yeah, this isn't over, Lex. And, you know, peace is yeah. out. <laughs> so then we go yeah. back to the to the hospital. And Lana is now kind of wrapping everything up. See, and this is exactly what should have happened. There should have been, like, legit no Chloe Lana filler scene. It should have been Chloe and Lana just coming to the hospital. To just yeah. tell Clark, oh, we've resolved everything. And and then there would have been yeah. no need for a forgettable scene like half an episode ago. Um, uh, yeah, they could have had the same chat. They could have been chatting in a, in like the hallway, walking right. together, and then met up with Clark. And then Clark could have told them everything about Ryan. Exactly. Done. Yep. Scene's been rewritten. Exactly. Yep. No, I find that that filler scene was really weirdly placed and very unnecessary. Um, but I will say this. I, I, this is what I wrote. Uh, you know, Lana Cl- tells Clark that she's staying and she's going to live with Chloe. And I am sure Clark's imagination is just running wild with that. Parasite! <laughs> 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 They're probably going to practice making out with each other. <laughs> and then she makes a comment about his his uh, telescope. Oh, you should give it to Ryan, right? You won't need it anymore. <laughs> you won't be needing that. I, my comment in my notes was just like, might as well throw that telescope in the trash, you perv. 
Oh, God. He's actually going to, like, rent a space, like, next door to Chloe's house. So it seems all happy. Lana's not leaving. Ryan's getting fixed. Everything. La, 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 la. But then mm-hmm. Clark yeah. turns around and sees Mommy Kent and Daddy Kent and things don't look good. Yes. It's sad. To and I had it. forgotten. I thought it was because I'd forgotten the whole balloon scene. I thought it was just that Ryan's dead. Well, like and, when I was. Yeah. And that's what it, I thought as well. Like and right off the yeah. bat. And, you know, we cut. Yeah. He's not dead yet. Um, no. The 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 surgery has. Oh, no. Dead yet. You'll be dead in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> And then the dead cart comes and picks up his corpse and takes him away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, no, Stranger Things tells Clark, uh, you know, you bought me a few more days and I just want to spend it. Because Clark, again, is like, no, we're not going to give up. There's doctors. Don't lose hope. We'll fix this. We'll save you. And then, you know, Ryan is just like, enough is enough. I'm fucking done. Which is, that's, I think, the most common response for people that suffer a lot like with cancer and sickness and this and that when they know the end is coming they're just like i'm done because i've suffered i don't want to fight anymore i'm sick of it i'm sick of feeling sick i'm sick of feeling shitty i'm done no more i just want to spend some time with my friends yeah Um, and so he has an idea he does have an idea because you know ryan's talking about that aerodrome again how great it would be to be far away Mm-hmm. So Clark takes him out on a hot air balloon ride where they can be high above the earth. And it's yep. so nice. That's that is when I started tearing up. I didn't really tear up when he was in the hospital and he was like, oh, it's all over for me and stuff. It was when they were in the balloon because then you can see Clark. Clark is so upset. He's so conflicted. He wants to be enjoying his time with Ryan, but it's so hard to do. And mm-hmm. Ryan is just like, I don't want you to be sad and I don't want you to be angry you know, it's not, it's not worth it. And you're going to do such great things in the world and you're going to, you know, be amazing and blah, 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 blah. Um, yep. and that's, they hug and that's like, that's pretty much it. Clark goes, yeah. Clark goes back. I assume a, a day or two later or a few days later to an empty. Yeah. Bed. He's just standing in the empty hospital room with the warrior angel comic. And then like, as he's standing in the hallway, uh, Dishwalla is playing over the hospital PA. It's typical hospital music, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, yeah, and that's the end. It, it slowly kind of pans out in slow motion, uh, yeah. just on the hospital hallway, and and that's the end. And so it's um, it's super emotional, but again, like, the one thing that I don't care for in Smallville and I think this was my gripe with it when I first tried watching it was mm. I feel like they don't finish the episodes, at least the way I want them finished. You know what I mean? Like I would they don't resolve the way that you'd, you'd think. Right. So usually we don't ever resolve the freak of the week. We don't find out where they go for the most part. And yeah. now with Ryan, like we, we get a nice closer scene between him and Clark and the hot air balloon, but we don't get to see a funeral. We never hear if the aunt has ever been heard from again or anything like that. It just kind of is like, well, now he's gone. That's it. Yeah. He, she does. She, is she even aware that he's dead? Right. Right. Did they ever um, reach out to her? Like, did like there, there's, I guess there's not that many questions left to be unanswered, but like, it's just, it's enough. And 
I wish, I really wish we would have at the very least gotten just like a funeral scene, uh, you know, a cut to like a reception where they're just kind of chit chatting a little bit and resolving things that way. I, at the very least would have been, you know, it would have been nice to know if the aunt even was aware. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, and I know I, I joked about the song at the end because that's just how you, we have to find a way to do that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the actual, it was actually good, a good choice for a song. And also they might've just picked it because of the title of the song, oh, true. which is angels or devils. Yes. True. True story. Um, and it's, it's a good yeah. song. Like, don't get me wrong. It's good. It's quite emotional and it's very fitting for the scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, that's a, that, that, I mean, that, that doesn't mean that the episode is perfect and they shouldn't have done a funeral scene. I demand a funeral scene. I demand it. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, yep, yep. So that's the end of the episode, and like I say, I um, I really loved this episode for a lot of reasons. I liked it for, I, I also hated it for a lot of reasons, but mostly in funny ways. Um, but I liked, you know, Clark being faced with a scenario where he can't do anything. He's he's powerless essentially, um, to do anything. I like the foreshadowing of the Lex Clark relationship deterioration. I really enjoyed seeing how Lex is obviously trying to be better than his father, but you know, he's got a lot of learning left to do with that. Um, yeah, I just, I really liked it. I just thought it was all put together really, really well. It didn't go as far as maybe I wanted it to at the very end, but it was impactful enough for it to, to, to be a very good episode. I really liked it. Yeah. And I, I don't know what we're rating it out of yet. Oh, I thought we were. But... I thought we were going to rate it out of four shadows. Four, <laughs> four shadows or four skins, whichever. <laughs> oh, God, well, it has to be out of five things. Okay, so, so I'm going to give it four. I'm going to give it four out of five shadows. Four out of five shadows. Yeah, I, I, I'm about the same. Four out of five shadows for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's it's again like we we had a decent run here of like episodes that were surprised i mean i'm not surprised that this one is was good because i remember it being a good episode mm. but uh last week's was definitely surprising to me yes yeah last yeah. week's episode yeah that was a really really good one so they're yes. so they're they're hopping on the good episode train which i really like again there's still a few little things that irk me but like in the grand scheme of things and for the sake of story and the for the sake of you know a work of fiction they're doing really really well with it yeah yeah, and it is one of, like like you were saying with the way that episodes resolve and don't necessarily do it in the way that is satisfying. It's I I want to I want to blame it partially on just the way TV was at the time. Yeah, where yeah. like especially when you had a budget that had to stretch across like twenty three or twenty four episodes a season. Yeah, only one in every like three or four or five episodes will actually get the big budget push and be a good episode that like it has, has impact. Yeah. Um, but even as, as the show goes on, especially considering how long it ran, we'll start to see it become more serialized and become more like the TV we have today and more like the, and more like the Arrowverse that follows it. Oh, okay. Awesome. Oh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to it. Like, honestly, I, like I say, I got up to, I think halfway through season four, the last time I watched it and I gave up because I just was kind of like the show really 
didn't feel like it was going anywhere for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying now watching it and kind of being told that it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Yeah, (laughs) it does. And there, there, I mean, there are stinkers and season four is a, is a bad season, but yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, and I do, I, I, I will be the bearer of like good slash bad news. However you want to see it. Um, remember a few episodes ago when we were talking about how this uh, show was essentially going to last at least five years. Cause there's like nine or 10 seasons. Yeah. It is actually going to last that long. Cause every season has 21 to 25 episodes. I, th- yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's one or two seasons that have 20 or less. Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, no to that. That is not true. There's not any that are less than 20? I'm pretty sure there isn't. Now, let me just pop into this Amazon Primey here. You can do that. And you can take a look, and I will tell us what is next week. I love it. All right. In the meantime. So, next week on Smallville, Dichotic, a Smallville honor student who can clone himself at will kills a teacher to avoid a bad grade, then develops a romantic interest in Chloe and Lana. Meanwhile, Martha feels guilty about her her career choices after Jonathan is injured in an accident on the Kent farm while she is at work. (sighs) Okay, and as you gave that very beautiful synopsis... um... Every season except for season six has 22 episodes. See, or not season oh. six, uh, season seven? Season seven only has 20. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's the writer's strike here, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so I couldn't finish off with two episodes. That's actually what I thought, too. I was like, that was probably writer's strike here. Season seven is a important season as well. Oh, okay. Excellent. Good. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We're we're in it. We're in it now. No 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 quitting yes. now. So yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of, you know, seasons and talking and connecting and all that kind of shit, you should connect with us, people listening to this podcast. Yes. You should definitely connect with us. And you can do all of that connecting um on Twitter at Save Us Pod. You can also follow Paul at Ozluat. You can also follow me. Um, on Twitter at GamerMomCA. And you can also follow me on Twitch and YouTube at GamerMomCA. Um, you can also leave yeah. us questions and comments and fact checks on our Anchor voicemail. Is that right, Paul? Right? Yeah. And you can find that at anchor.fm slash save us. And our email, saveuspod at gmail.com. Yep. There are so many ways to connect with us. Yep. Connect with us. We, we like people. We promise. We don't bite hard. <laughs> unless, unless specifically requested. <laughs> well, unless I'm being attacked, then I might bite you. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, you you got to be nice. Yes. Yes. And just keep your smegma to yourself. Oh, Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. And on that note. Oof, somebody save us. <laughs>